You kicking it? <laughs> you kicking it with Mrs. Cooper? <laughs> Mrs. Cooper? You mean hanging with Mr. Cooper? No, 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 no. You're talking about Mr. Cooper. I'm talking about Mrs. Cooper. Who's Mrs. Cooper? That's his wife. <laughs> We're kicking it. You're going to kick it? Yeah. With her? With Mrs. Cooper. She's always ready to hang out. How dare you? <laughs> hello. Well, hello there. <laughs> it's the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. We're Stacy and Pete. We're here to talk about everything, apparently. Mr. and Mrs. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should mention my fabulous new Skeletor mug. Look at this thing. It is a work of art. It is a work of art. You've got a snake in the back. Yeah. Uh, what's, who's that guy? I mean, it, it looks like. Oh, that's the front of the snake on his. Uh, yes. Rod. His rod. Is there a name? Is there a name for his rod? And there probably is. It's a, a scepter, I would say, rather than a rod. <laughs> I this, like rod. This, <laughs> we'll call the scepter rod. <laughs> It's Rod the Scepter. <laughs> this, this guy looks like the eagle from the Muppets. He does kind of look like the Just eagle. Just a little bit more evil and angry, which, you know, I can respect that. His name's Sam Eagle, right? Sam the Eagle or Sam Eagle. Exquisite. Where, where, where'd you get this mug? Uh, Target oh. <laughs> <laughs> of all places. But it is awesome. And you know what? It looks tiny, right? But I poured a Michelob Ultra into it and it only filled it halfway up. So it's probably about 24 ounces. Wow. Looky there. <laughs> we'll have to take some cool pictures of it and share yes. it on yeah. our Instagram. Both Skeletor mugs. Together. Together at last. <laughs> Together forever. All right. Before we get into our movie this week, in lieu of doing a show and tell. Yes. We had to talk about this thing that happened on our Instagram page. Okay. The drama. Oh, the drama. Wow. <laughs> So, first of all, I shared a small snippet from a video that I found on a YouTube channel from this fellow named Len Enders. Highly recommend his page, by the way. It's full of home video footage. He basically documented his life like from an early teen, you know, probably till now. But yeah. So he's got great footage from the 80s through the 90s, 2000s. So yeah, that's awesome. It's so good. And I messaged him because I know that I have a lot of, you know, personal footage, not near as much as he does, but I know that if I ever saw my personal footage in the wild <laughs> and I wasn't credited for it, I would be upset. Yeah. And of course I would have credited him anyway, but I feel better about using someone's personal footage with, sure. after, you know, getting permission. So if he, anybody has any personal footage of me, share it. Just tag you in it. Yes. Well, I'm talking about footage that I took that I put out there. And oh, if they shared it. I got gotcha. And didn't credit me. But I'm saying if anybody has video of me, please share it. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody has the video from Holly Junior Senior High School in Holly, New York, if they have the class play from 1994 slash 95, if you have that VHS, please share it because I'm on there. Is this where you did West Side Story? No. Joseph and the amazing Technicolor oh. Dreamcoat. And I am one of the dancing priests. <laughs> I love it so much. I want to see it so, so much. <laughs> Flames! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back on task. Sorry. All right. So anyway, Lynn was wonderful to speak with. He was so kind and so generous. And he told me that I could use any of his content in any way I wanted to edit it or, you know, however. So I really appreciated that. He also said he would check out our podcast. Nice. 
But anyway, so he's got so much stuff that I haven't even been able to go through all of it yet. And I was just watching this one video that was from, it said it was just a night in 1995. So I started watching it and it looks like a, you know, it's a house party and it's just these teenagers hanging out, maybe early 20s. I'm not sure. And there's a girl that he's talking to and she goes to put music on and she's playing like, well, they're talking about Millie Vanilli. And then she puts Nelson on Love and Affection, which, of course, is those are late 80s, early 90s. Right. And her hair in the video is not quite what you might expect from 95. It's not on the edge of style, we'll say. Right. It's not what we were seeing in the magazines at that point. It's not what we were seeing on TV, like on My So-Called Life. Right. But it's familiar hair. It just feels more 80s, early 90s. As did so many things. Yes. That's what people don't realize, I think, is that it was different regionally, first of all. Yeah. And also, you know, some people hold on to their styles. Some people don't want to let go of hair that they were very comfortable with. Right. Some people still haven't let it go. Sometimes people are just behind the times and that's okay. Yes. But you had a troll, a legit and utter troll latch onto your account. Yes. Now, I will say that a lot of people before this person spoke up were saying this has to be 1992. There's no way it's 95. Right. And you think about like the music and the style that you're seeing. Absolutely. And it makes sense, right? It's like, oh, this was probably from that time. But that's forgetting that not everybody's experience was the same. Not all styles moved at the same speed. Right. Also, I wasn't going to go against what Lynn had put on his page. Right. Because I've looked at his page and I admire what he has shared. And I felt, as cheesy as it sounds, like honored that he was like, yes, please use whatever you want. Because this stuff is just so magical to have that and to be able to like peek into somebody's night in 1995 is incredible. So I was like, even if he had a typo and meant 91 instead of 95, like I'm not changing it unless I hear from him that says, oh, yeah, I was wrong. It was earlier than that. Right. But then he confirmed it. This was 95. He's like, I don't know what it was like everywhere, but we were just being ironic, like listening to that music and things like that. Like, oh, ha ha. This is how uncool we are that we're listening to stuff that's not current or whatever. It's like, this is at least five years old. Right. It made me think of like in high school, a lot of girls that, you know, dressed very typical of the mid to late 90s were carrying their like strawberry shortcake and gem and the holograms lunchboxes to school. Right. Because it was like kitschy. It was like, oh, look at me. I'm such an oxymoron. Well, here's... (laughs) Yeah, but there's also the alternate perspective or a different perspective where the school that I went to, there were just people that enjoyed and stuck with that late 80s style in the mid 90s. Absolutely. I'm just telling you what the owner of the footage, how he explained it. Before I even heard from him, I was answering people who were saying, you know, there's no way. And I was like, I was a freshman in high school in 1994, 95. If you look at the yearbooks. The senior girls still had perms, still had bangs. Some of it was a little more updated bangs wise. It wasn't quite as feathered, but still it's like because the person that was coming after me was like, no, it was only straight hair in 1995. It was only the grunge look in 1995. I'm like, glad that you think that there could only be one thing, right? like one type of person in the world. And then it was like that particular person. (laughs) I was saying, like, I trust the person who shared the footage, you know, and he's just like, 
he or she, I don't know, was so bothered by the fact that I trusted this person yeah. that then it was like a problem with me, you know, yes, it's like it, coming after me. Right. It became a, a very direct attack on you essentially not reading through the lies. Right. <laughs> oh, he, you were said, getting, he said, open your mind. Open your mind. I'm like, you open your mind since you seem to think people could only have straight hair in 1995. What is right. wrong with you? That, that's why it was absolutely a troll because they were saying the opposite was actually happening, right? Yes. Like they're being closed-minded. They're being focused on one thing. They have a specific narrative. And it was really frustrating. And I had just gotten done with Call of Duty. So I was used to talking a lot of trash because that's what I do in that game. (laughs) And I went on there and I talked trash to them too. Yeah. And the thing is, is normally I would just block somebody like that. Yeah. But I was fired up as well. So I told you and then a couple other of my friends also got in on the conversation. And then that the troll just kept saying, like, (laughs) responding to you and to the other people, like, I see your friends with the person that runs this page. LOL. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm married to her. (laughs) I know. I was like, it's my (laughs) husband, actually. But, you know, I mean, then that person was just arguing with everyone else that had commented on my behalf or not even my behalf, but they were just coming in because also the person was like, because the girl uh, takes a cassette tape out of the boombox and winds the tape, which was like my favorite thing to see. He was trying to say nobody used cassette tapes in 95. (laughs) Right. Like they were a thing in the past. Just like, what are you talking about? I'm like, just because people had access to CDs then doesn't mean that everyone had converted yet. And a lot of people were saying, like, I wasn't going to spend the money to buy CDs for tapes that I already had. Right. Like, if I wanted to listen to MC Hammer, it was on a tape. Right. If I wanted to listen to Tupac, it was on a CD or on a tape. I had both. Yes. And a few people that spoke up were saying, like, I didn't have a CD player in my car, so I had to keep on my tapes. Hands up. Same here. Like, for the longest time until, let's see, until 1998, I only had a tape player because my first car had a tape player, my second car had a tape player, and then my dad gave me his car, and I finally had a CD player, and then somebody stole it while I was in the movies. They smashed my window, stole my CD player. That's upsetting. It was very upsetting. And it was a $600 window in 1998. Dang. $600, that was like two months salary. (laughs) (laughs) I also thought it was funny because a lot of the people were like, nope, they're listening to Nelson and Millie Vanilli, so there's no way this is 95. And I'm like, I don't know about you, but I have always listened to older music. I mean, and I was like, I still listen to music from the 80s and 90s, so I don't think it's that strange that somebody in 95 would be listening to something from 90. From 1990 or 1989. I will say that at that point, I had rejected all 80s and early 90s music. Yeah, but that's you. I'm just saying, I I understand that one particular perspective about, oh, we had left that music behind. Some people had. That's the the caveat. Some. Some people had. Right. Some people, like you just said, hadn't. Yes. And some people, like Lynn said, were being ironic. Like they thought it was funny. Yes. You know, I'm pretty sure that he was pretty much a metalhead, but he said he collected New Kids on the Block memorabilia. You know, like (laughs) it's that's just what it was, you know, and and again, it's like nobody is one thing. And it just really is annoying that this person was just like hellbent on like, if this is how I did it, then this is the the only right answer. Right. I'm just like, my mind is open to the fact that this could be from any year Mm -hmm. because I wasn't there. And and listen, (laughs) they got themselves a one way ticket to Blockville. Yes, they did eventually get blocked. I can't remember what they ended up saying something that really ticked me off. And I that was the final straw. Yeah. 
Well, you were very gracious in not blocking them immediately, right? Like their first comment was blockable. Yes. And I tried to bring it back around and I tried to say, like, I don't normally engage with people like this. I just want things to be peaceful. And, you know, this is not my intention for starting this page and starting our podcast. And they were just like ready to fight, you know, and just like one of our friends said to the person, they're like, why don't you take this to this is more of a Reddit conversation. Exactly. We don't do this here. Right. It's not what we're doing here. (laughs) I should not have engaged. No, I I shouldn't have either. I didn't like them coming at you so aggressively. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like. I didn't block all those other people who said, no, there's no way this is. You that know, was an opinion that was it is, expressed. It's fine. But most everybody was still respectful. This person was just like coming at me. It was just silly. Anyway, all of that is to say it was just a, an interesting week in the nostalgia world. And two, that was a small clip of the video, right? I, I cut it down because it was pretty long. And more people come in later at the party and they look very, they're girls with like long, straight hair and the clothes they're wearing look very 1995. And I'm like, I should have just left it. <laughs> I should have left left that in so nobody could argue. Even though some of the people, there's two guys in the video that definitely look like they're from 95. Yeah. But people are so focused on her feather bangs that they can't get past it. That's the thing, though. Like in my high school, there was a mixture. I know. You showed me your yearbook from 95. Yeah. And I remember us talking about how the girls looked like how my sister and her friends looked in 89. Right. <laughs> so they just they just hadn't moved on. Some of them had not. Some of them had. Right. There was a mixture. There was a mixture. Anywho, go check out Lynn Ender's page. It's wonderful. Yes. If you have any video content that you would like to share with us, you can email us at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com. If you have anything you'd like for us to digitize for you, send me an email. Yes. We'll work something out. We will do it for you. We love sharing home video footage. It's awesome. It is awesome. But you better date that thing correct or whoever that troll was will find you. (laughs) You better make sure everyone in your video looks like they're from that year. That's right. (laughs) Don't be from Holly High School from 95. You will not be believed. And if you enjoy our podcast and you want to connect with us, here are some of the ways that you can find us. You can find us on Instagram at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. We're on Facebook at We Don't Want to Grow Up Podcast. And we have an awesome Facebook group the Cozy Club dash fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. Yes, you just have to answer a few questions and agree to follow the group rules to join. And our awesome mod Joanna will accept your request. And moderate you. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll all have a cozy time. Yes, we will. You can also find us on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. And if you would like to help support the podcast or just have access to bonus episodes, you can come over to our Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. You can donate $4 or more per month and that helps support the podcast and what we've got going on. And it also makes us happy. That's right. (laughs) Also exciting. We have new merch. We have so many items available with three different logos to choose from. And you can go to we dash don't dash wanna dash grow dash up dot myspreadshop.com dot com <laughs> so our movie this week it was released on june 18th 2004 can you venture a guess on the song or artist that was also number one on the billboard music charts that week that week that week Could I play you a quick snippet of the song? Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess real quick. Okay. Just guess the artist. Usher. Usher? Yeah. Yeah. 
You think it's Usher. Is that 2004 when he did Yeah? I don't know. But should I play a little snippet of the song right here? Do it. I think that you should let it burn. How did you know it was Usher? I don't know. I just... It was the year of Usher? It just came to mind. Well, I was living in Orlando. I had been there like two years, and I just feel like somebody that was like a top of the charts at that point. Number one song that week was Burn by Usher. All right. So good guess. Good job. But when did Yeah come out? Yeah came out in January. Okay. Yeah. So I, it was definitely still on the radio that summer. Yeah. <laughs> And what movie is it, though? You did the build up to the movie and didn't tell us what it was. So the movie we're covering from 2004, Dodgeball, a true underdog story. Yes, I think we all know it's a sports comedy. It was written and directed by Rawson Marshall Thurber. I definitely knew that. You knew who it was written and directed by? Oh, yes. (laughs) So Dodgeball is about a group of misfits entering a Las Vegas dodgeball tournament to save their cherished local gym, Average Joe's, from the onslaught of a corporate health fitness chain, Globo Gym. Globo Gym. (laughs) (laughs) If you are a listener of this podcast, you know that I used to be a huge Vince Vaughn fan. Yes. So, of course, this was and it was right around this time. Wedding Crashers, old school dodgeball saw it in the theater a lot (laughs) (laughs) so i'm excited to talk about it let's get into the cast who we got as i just said vince vaughn played peter lafleur who's the owner of average joe's christine taylor played Catherine kate veach who was a real estate and tax lawyer who was assigned by the bank to sort out the finances of average joe's gym and ends up joining the average joe's dodgeball team after losing her job I have to note that a few times while I was taking notes, I couldn't remember her character name. So sometimes when that happens, I'll just write the actor's name down and then fix it later. This time, though, I noticed that I wrote Melody, (laughs) who is the who is her character name on Hey Dude on Nickelodeon, which is like the the place where I first got to know Christine Taylor. Listen, whatever it takes, right? (laughs) Those tendrils. It's just like, and then Melody told White this. I have to add, I haven't listened to it yet, but Christine Taylor does have a new podcast with her Hey Dude co-star and her ex-boyfriend, actually, David Lasher. It's called Hey Dude, the 90s Called. Oh, really? So, our direct competition. Wow. I wonder where they are at in the charts. (laughs) Probably higher than we are. Oh. Listen, we were up to number nine? Yes. In December? In the U.S. In the U.S. In film and... Film reviews. Film reviews. Number nine. It's pretty exciting. It is exciting. But we didn't have a a platform prior. Exactly. We're not famous. No, we're not famous. We just love our audience. (laughs) We do love our audience. We love you so much. (laughs) Skeletor loves you. Yeah, boom. Oh, wait, was that last episode we talked about my Skeletor mug? Yeah, boob. Uh, no, I think it was this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, man, too much bear? <laughs> All right. And then we have Christine Taylor's husband, Ben Stiller, as White Goodman, owner of Globo Gym. And I want to know, would we say that this is Ben Stiller's most ridiculous role ever? 
Like, it's got to be between this and Zoolander, right? I mean, if I compare the two of them, they are both ridiculous, but Zoolander is a bit more ridiculous. I like White more because he just makes me laugh. <laughs> he just makes me laugh. <laughs> but I think from a outrageous standpoint, Zoolander does take the kick. But I like Derek Zoolander because... He's nice. He is nice. White's I'm not, not nice. White is not nice. He's, he, not he's definitely person. his biggest Dehay character that comes to mind in the 2000s. But yeah, I mean, Derek Zoolander is much nicer overall. It's a gentle soul. <laughs> and then we have Rip Torn as Patches O'Houlihan, who is a retired seven-time ADAA dodgeball all-star who coaches the average Joe's team. The ADAA, if you don't know, stands for the American Dodgeball Association. Of America. <laughs> <laughs> and sadly, Rip Torn passed away in 2019. We have Hank Azaria, who plays a young Patches O'Houlihan. We have Justin Long as Justin Redman, a high school student and regular customer at Average Joe's. Stephen Root as Gordon Pibb, a regular at Average Joe's. Alan Tudyk as Steve Pirate Cohen, a regular customer at Average Joe's, who dresses, talks, and acts like a pirate. <laughs> Yar. <laughs> Joel David Moore as Owen Dittman, who's an employee at Average Joe's. Chris Williams as Dwight Baumgarten, another employee at Average Joe's. Then we have Missy Pyle as Fran. <laughs> Let's see if we can do it. Stalinovskovich Davidsky. Stalinovskovich Davidsky. Stalinovskovich Davidsky. Fran Stalinovskovich Davidsky. <laughs> She's a professional dodgeball player from Romanovia. She came in to play for Globo Gym. Is that the island that got blown up in the Avengers? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's Sokovia. Oh. Jamal Duff as Michelle Jones, White Goodman's fitness consigliere. <laughs> Such a funny word. It is. Consigliere. <laughs> Gary Cole as Cotton McKnight. He's one of the TV announcers for the dodgeball tournament. Jason Bateman as Pepper Brooks, the color commentator for the Dodgeball Tournament TV broadcast. Al Kaplan as the referee. Sir William Shatner as the Dodgeball Chancellor. Sir, huh? Yes, sir. He's not a sir, technically, but he is sir. He's a sir to you. William Shatner. Julie Gonzalo as Amber. She's a cheerleader at Justin's High School, and he has a big crush on her. And then Trevor O'Brien as Derek, another cheerleader at Justin's High School, and Amber's boyfriend. And he's a D. He is a D. Then we have some cameo appearances by Lance Armstrong as himself. Prior to the scandal. Yeah. Chuck Norris as himself. He's a member of the ADAA tournament committee. And the Hoff. The Dave, Hoff himself. David Hasselhoff as himself and the coach of the German team. Oh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Because he has a picture of himself as Baywatch. <laughs> So fun facts, this movie had a $20 million budget and it grossed $168.4 million. Wow. Job well done. So one thing that I've always noticed, but it really stood out to me when we were watching it this last time, was that the score felt very much like old school. Mm -hmm. And then I looked up the composer of the dodgeball score, who was Theodore Shapiro, and then saw that he also did the score for old school. So. <laughs> Makes sense. That tracks. It does make sense. It does track. <laughs> <laughs> so when the film was screened to test audiences, the original ending 
had Average Joe's losing to Globo Gym in the final match. No, boo. Boo. So after that ending was viewed negatively by the test audiences, good job, test audiences, the sudden death match and Average Joe's winning the tournament were added alongside White going back to obesity. It's a better ending overall. Overall, yes. Yes. So Ben Stiller and Christine Taylor, like we said earlier, aren't married. They met while they were filming a 1999 TV pilot that was called Heat Vision and Jack. And it, of course, never made it to air. Gosh, I wish I could see that. Heat Vision and Jack. I know. I'm like, what, what in does the that world even was mean? that about? Right. Like, <laughs> Heat Vision and Jack. So they were married in 2000 and they have two kids. In 2017, they announced their separation, but then they reunited during the pandemic and then announced that they're back together and going strong. I just saw a picture of the two of them on the red carpet in February. I like that they reconciled. Me too. I like a good reconciliation. Yeah, they were a couple that I was sad to hear that they were splitting. Me too. So on August 8th, also in 2017, ESPN paid homage to its lampooned portrayal in Dodgeball by airing a day-long ESPN 8 The Ocho Marathon (laughs) on its college sports channel ESPNU. I am so sad that we missed this. I know. So in the spirit of the programming that is depicted in the film, it consisted of lesser known and like unconventional sports and competitions, including trampoline dodgeball, darts, disc golf, kabaddi, and Roller Derby, which I love watching Roller Derby. So this stunt was reprised the following two years on ESPN2 and also included airings of the movie Dodgeball. (laughs) And so, of course, the movie refers to ESPN8, the Ocho, as a means to lampoon the channel's multiple outlets. The Ocho is a tongue-in-cheek reference to a nickname formerly used by ESPN2, the Deuce. I'd forgotten (laughs) about it being called the Deuce. That's the worst name ever. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like I used to watch a lot of motocross racing. Yeah. I think it was on ESPN too, <laughs> but it was in the mid nineties because I lived in the shed behind my parents' house and I had my cable in 95 and 96 out there. And I watched a lot of Jeremy McGrath dominating motocross. On the deuce. On the deuce. <laughs> Welcome to the deuce. Cotton. <laughs> Honestly, I would only want to watch that stuff if Cotton and Pepper were commentating. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) If they didn't bring those two on there for for those broadcasts, they missed a treat. (laughs) So according to a lot of the cast members, they said that the hardest part of filming the dodgeball scenes was not flinching when they knew that they were about to be hit by the ball. I thought that was pretty funny. I hadn't thought about that. Right. Like that would be really difficult. Yeah, like when you're playing dodgeball, you don't know when you're going to get hit, you know, so you can't react until it happens. <laughs> right. But. but it's like, okay, Christine, we're about to rail you with this ball. <laughs> Stand still. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> So there is a story about Justin Long where, I mean, he was just getting pelted for that one scene where it's just him. I mean, he was just getting repeatedly blasted in the face with these dodgeballs from a close range out of like a ball cannon. Yeah. The day that he filmed that, like he was just really trying to own that scene. He was okay getting hit in the face, in the nether regions, constantly getting pelted. So much so that like after filming was done, the producers did not want him to drive home. Because he was a little off. I think Justin had like a mild concussion. And then once Vince got hit with it, he was like, he's like, this is too too hard. hard. Turn this down. (laughs) Justin Long's like, yeah. (laughs) He probably didn't want to speak up either. He's probably just like, it's supposed to feel like this. (laughs) 
And also of note, Justin Long's eyebrow was actually cut open by the first wrench that was thrown at him. Wow. I mean, all of the wrenches were made out of rubber, but the first one was apparently just thrown a little hard. (laughs) Cut his eyebrow open. And let me tell you, that bleeds. Yeah. Well, after I saw this and then I saw the scene, I was noticing the way that he's writhing around on the floor. And I feel like he lifts his hand up a little and I thought I saw red. Really? And I wonder if, you know, they they left that out. Although I don't know why they would have left it out other than maybe they just didn't want to have. There are rules. So maybe they didn't want to have like blood. Well, remember we found out that when they did scream. Yeah. There could be no like moving blood or something. Yeah, there was something like that. But you think about like Django Unchained when Leonardo DiCaprio cuts his hand open. Oh, yeah. And it, he really did. Th- that's his blood, right? So it's it's possible. I will say this, though. I, I cut my eyebrow open once in high school basketball practice. Somebody was coming to block me and sliced my eyebrow open. It bled immediately. Right? So everybody's like, whoa, whoa, too much blood. Like, get know. out of here. Right. So I feel like it probably would have bled quickly. Yeah. I don't know. We'd have to go look again. Yeah, we do need to. So adult dodgeball leagues began to spring up across the country around the time of the movie's release. They were influenced. And cast member Gary Cole was even invited to a tournament in Chicago. I don't know if he went. I want to play in a dodgeball league. I love throwing things. (laughs) Hard. (laughs) You do. You do love that. So the entire cast practiced playing dodgeball about a month before filming began. So they'd get good. I like that. I would like to see footage of that. Me too. You actually asked this while we were watching. Yeah. If this was him. And the answer is yes. You did hear Patton Oswalt's voice. He did the Foley work for the scene where Ben Stiller is having his private time. The <laughs> cooking channel or whatever that he's listening to. Yeah. He's got the pizza. Right. And he also voiced the video store clerk that was calling Peter, who left a message on the machine. About the overdue videos. Oh, really? That's Patton? Yes. Oh, that's great. This is Seth from Videorama. The following DVDs are now overdue. Drunken Hussies 3, Backdoor Patrol 5, and Mona Lisa Smile. Thank you. So this is fun. It's a popular fan theory that Ben Stiller's character is the same person as his heavyweights character from 1995, Tony Perkis, and that they are both egomaniacal fitness gurus who are quite partial to the color purple. It is funny. You know what? I have not seen heavyweights in a very long time. I believe I only saw it once. Okay. But I was looking up pictures of Ben in the movie, and it's definitely similar. I need to rewatch it, but you should look it up real quick just to see what his character looks like. (laughs) Yes, I can see the resemblance, (laughs) and we'll now call it the heavyweight verse. (laughs) The heavyweight verse? Yes. (laughs) And finally, Al Kaplan, who played the tournament referee, was the referee for American Gladiators. Yes, although it says American Gladiators 2008. I swear this was the guy from the original Gladiators. We were talking about this while we were watching. I was like, this guy looks like he's a real ref. Yeah. And I'm like, why do I feel like I should know him? But I wasn't watching American Gladiators in 2008. I was not either, right? But it's like no uh, disrespect meant to Al. But I was like, this guy is a terrible actor. (laughs) He must be a real referee. Right. And he looks really familiar. He does. But then I was like, maybe I'm just remembering him from Dodgeball. (laughs) It could also just be that. That's a distinct possibility. And because we see him as a referee, we just think he's a real referee. I don't know. But now I want to watch old episodes of American Gladiators. I do too. Little Blaze, a little laser, little blazer. (laughs) (laughs) 
Nitro. Nitro. All right, favorite moments. This is going to be a little bit different, okay? Because this is essentially a clip show. We do have a few like favorite moments, but the majority of our favorite moments are clips from the movie. Just all quotes. It's all quotes. So you're going to be hearing a lot of quotes and we'll talk about the quotes. So enjoy. (laughs) My first one is this whole interaction between White and Kate when Kate goes to visit him at Globo Gym. And first he's telling her that he like doesn't want things to be too formal since he's her boss, even though she explains that he's not really her boss. Right. She works for the bank. Yeah. And then he's like, right, well, you work for the bank. Bank works for me. So, ipso facto, I'm your boss. (laughs) But, you know, he's just trying to be all cool. You know, he's like, I'm white. (laughs) W-H-I-T. (laughs) E. It's always made me laugh so hard. And then when she's telling him that she prefers it over at Average Joe's, and he's like, really? Like with those freaks over there in loser town, huh? Freaks, they're not freaks, they're people, just like you and me. (laughs) People. (laughs) People just like you and me. Oh, man. That is what I love about you, Kate. You've got a personality. Ah, that is rich. A real sauciness that I find extremely attractive. We should mate. What? Date. I said we should date sometime, you know, socially. Go out and kick it. Are you okay? I'm fine. I just uh, threw up in my mouth a little bit. Yeah, you know, in some cultures, they only eat vomit. I've never been there, but I read about it in a book. (laughs) In a book. (laughs) (laughs) That's something that we use monthly. Yeah, that's a frequent quote in our household. It is. I also used to always say, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. And when he, the way that he cracks up after she says that they're just people, just like you and me. (laughs) Yeah. People. All right. So my number one favorite moment, Kate getting absolutely railed in the face with the dodgeball by White. And I know this was (laughs) shocking to you, but I love to see people get hit in the face with a dodgeball. I love it. I love hitting people in the face with a dodgeball. I love seeing it. I love seeing kids kick a exercise ball into other kids' faces and then those (laughs) kids fall down. I'm a sucker for balls to the face. (laughs) You had to do it. I did. (laughs) I just was actually shocked because in that moment when White just blasts Kate in the face with the dodgeball, the whole audience is like... (gasps) And you immediately picked up your phone and started typing. So I thought you were writing that as your least favorite moment because I was like, that's right. He doesn't like for girls to get hit in the face. So he wouldn't like that. I was wrong. You were very wrong. (laughs) The shock today when you saw me writing this on my list. I mean, it it caused an issue for us. It did. We went back and forth a little bit. We did go back and forth. And then we're like, save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. (laughs) This is great content. This is podcast talk. (laughs) All of that to say, though, you don't like when women are hurt. You just like when anyone gets hit in the face with a dodgeball. Yeah, anybody. I don't care who it is. I'll be honest with you. I don't need them to get hurt, right? But just, first of all, that sound. It's a great sound. (laughs) The the inevitable fall afterwards. (laughs) The look of shock and disgust on their face afterwards. It's amazing. (laughs) Okay. Next up for me is actually a moment and not a quote, but when they get to the tournament and Owen is so excited to show the team 
that he has designed brand new uniforms for them. And then when they open the box, it's all this S&M gear. You got leather, spikes, chains, assless chaps. <laughs> uh, and they have to play their first game in those outfits because it's time and they can't wait around any longer to find their uniforms. And then it's over and they run into the team that is obviously supposed to be wearing those uniforms and they're wearing the average Joe's uniforms. (laughs) And Peter looks at the older gentleman and he says, you must be daddy. (laughs) And he he takes off his dog collar that he's been wearing with the name daddy on it and hands it over. (laughs) Okay, my second moment, we get this fantastic line from White. We get his butt shake after doing his squats. (laughs) And then I also love the celebrations that he and Michelle do after White has completed this squat. (laughs) Oh, he's entertaining. (laughs) All right. Number three for me, when they're at the bar, Dirty Sanchez, uh, (laughs) White comes in and he announces his team, the Purple Cobras, to the average Joes. And this whole thing is great, like from White introducing each player. Allow me the pleasure of introducing you to Blade, Laser, Blazer. I believe you've met my fitness consigliere, Michelle. Oh, and I almost forgot our last player. Meet Fran Stalinaskovich Davidovitsky. Of course, we get our favorite. We are the Globo Gym Purple Cobras, and we will, we will rock you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then you've got the low blows from White talking to Peter. Your best player thinks he's a pirate. I love Peter's comeback here. He's got to stick up for him. He does. First of all, he is way more of a pirate than you will ever be. And secondly... We don't know who our best player is yet. We've only had one game. It could be any one of us at this point. And then we get this hilarious back and forth between Peter and White that I used to quote all the time. That's great. Go ahead, make your jokes, Mr. Jokey. Joke maker. But let me hit you with some knowledge. You should quit now and save yourself the embarrassment of losing with these losers in Las Vegas, Lafleur. Alliteration aside, I'll think I'll take my chances in the tournament. Yeah, you will take your chances. I know. I just said that. I know you just said that. Okay, I'm not sure where you're going with this. Well, I'm not sure where you're going with this. That's what I just said. Well, that's what I'm saying to you. All right. Touche. My buddy's stunned all the time. Touches me. (laughs) Touche. My friends and I used to always do the alliteration aside. I think I'll take my chances. (laughs) And then he's like, yeah, you will take your chances. (laughs) I know. I just said that. Okay, sorry. (laughs) All right, number three on my list, my big whole section of quotable quotes. Here we go. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody. Your gym is a skid mark on the underpants of society. Live from Las Vegas, it's the Las Vegas International Dodgeball Open here on ESPN 8. The Ocho Cotton. And one of my particular favorites. It's white. (laughs) I love. It's white. (laughs) His face. Yes. He's like so proud. It's like, aren't you so excited to see me? (laughs) It's white. (laughs) All right. And my final ones. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Yeah, that's uh, 
That's me taking the bull by the horns. That's how I handle my business. It's a metaphor. Side note to White here, the picture on the wall at Globo Gym with White grabbing the bull by the horns is originally a piece of artwork by legendary artist Boris Vallejo titled Taurus the Bull, which was just White's head photoshopped (laughs) on the original model's body. Just fantastic. I love it. I love that he's like, but that actually happened. (laughs) That actually happened. And my final clip. I guess you're right. I'm not really a pirate. I don't know, Steve. I mean, if you're not a pirate, who the hell am I going to split all that very treasure with? Garth! Peter! Garth! Oh, such a good moment. Quotable quotes overall. I know I've quoted them all. Yes. All right. And how I'm sharing my quotes, I've kind of broken it down by character. All right. So from Peter, we have the first time that he meets Kate and he's trying to figure out if she's single by calling her Mrs., you know, and then she has to correct him to say it's Ms. And then he is ever so smooth with this. I don't know how you say Ms. for a mister because it's just mister. But if it was a Ms. mister, I'm I'm a Ms. as well. When average Joe's plans to have this car wash to raise money, they see that there's this group of girls in bikinis across the street also having a car wash. And Owen's like, I mean, what are the chances? Same day, right across the street? Peter says, come on, the girls beat us fair and square. Now, I, for one, am going to be a gentleman about it. Go over there and congratulate each and every one of them personally. Hi, purple. I just love the look when he's like waving. He's like, hi, purple. (laughs) That's a thing that guys do, actually, when you don't know a girl's name. Yeah. You name them their outfit color. Oh, Mm. I I didn't know this was a a common thing. It is. It's like, uh, I got yellow. (laughs) It's kind of like picking out which Power Ranger you are. That's right. Ninja Turtle. (laughs) (laughs) And then like when they're all defeated down in the dumps, Peter's trying to tell them that, you know, they've got to just celebrate the good times that they've had at Joe's. And he's like passing out beers to everybody. And then he says this. Let me be the first to say goodbye to average Joe's. We gave it a hell of a run, guys. Now let's try to have some fun. I'm going to go put on the thong song and we'll tear this place apart. <laughs> we'll tear this place apart. <laughs> As you do with the thong song. Exactly. Next up, these are some of my faves from White. These are just so fun to quote. Donde esta la biblioteca, Pedro? Woohoo! Facial on the floor! Total facial! Woo! Cram it up your cram hole on the floor. I feel like I started Donde Esta La Biblioteca because it's the only thing I remember from Spanish class in like 1992. Donde Esta La Biblioteca. Where's the library? Yeah, exactly. But I must just be remembering it from this movie. (laughs) And you've just been crediting yourself this whole time. I do remember Biblioteca, though. It's such a cool word. (laughs) Donde Esta La Biblioteca. So you thought you created it? I did create it. I was saying it back in the day. Pre-dodgeball, when I was still in school, I made it up. They stole it from me. Hey! Quiet down, Skeletor. (laughs) Okay. And then the late, great Patches O'Houlihan. We learn the five Ds of dodgeball. If you're going to learn to be true dodgeballers, then you've got to learn the five Ds of dodgeball. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. And then later when Peter is asking Patches if it's necessary to throw wrenches at them, he says, Necessary? Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? Probably not. No, but I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like the taste. (laughs) That's 
one of my favorites. <laughs> it's sterile and I like the taste. <laughs> and then later he says to Gordon, You gotta get angry. You gotta get mean. You gotta get mean. You gotta get mean. <laughs> and then towards the end of the movie, Patches comes back from the dead to give Peter a last minute pep talk. Peter sees him in the scarf that Patches had given to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's saying, Remember your training and trust your instincts. You can do it. I believe in you. And then there's this pause, and he just goes, Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. I just love that. It's so, it's so random. I just wonder, like, how much of this was just like ad libbed, right? Like the flavored lollipop, right? Yeah. Like, I hope he just made that up. And then I hope. He was just sick of recording, like whatever they were doing for the scarf scene. And he was just like, bye bye. (laughs) Then, of course, I think the real star of the show, Pepper Brooks. The true star. Jason Bateman. So many great quotes. And it's just a small part of the movie, right? I feel shocked. Ouch, town population, you, bro. Pepper needs new shorts. A, Cotton. A. A. <laughs> so many. I feel like this primed me for accepting Jason Bateman as funny right before Arrested Development. Ah. I loved me some Arrested Development. You know, I never got into Arrested Development. Oh, boy, did you miss out. Would that be one that I would like on a rewatch? I think so. Or not yes. a rewatch, a first watch, but. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> a first watch. And I would enjoy on a rewatch. All right. Maybe we try the pilot for Patreon and then see what happens. Let's do it. And then just a few quote HMs. Gordon, when he's explaining that the woman that's with his children are their stepmother, she's kind of a mail order bride. And Peter's like, how's that working out for you? Really great. Really great. Hey, honey. And then she does the L shape on her forehead. L for love. L for love. (laughs) (laughs) And then this is just a, I mean, it's such a small moment, but when, Justin runs into Amber at the hotel in Vegas. She's there for a cheerleading competition and they're parting ways. And she's like, it was nice to see you. Good luck tomorrow. And he's, <laughs> he says, and I'll see you. You look good. I'll, I'll say this, right? Like I completely identify with him here. Yeah. Because like when I was younger, I would always step on myself and say stupid things like this. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. I still do it today, though. So I, I shouldn't say when I was younger. I, I mean, I think we all sometimes say stuff that then we're like, that sounded ridiculous. Yeah, it's usually like on the phone with like a credit card company or something like that. <laughs> or you're on the phone with some person, right? And they say something, right? Where you shouldn't say, oh, you too. Oh, I do yeah. It all the time, just like, oh, yeah, you too. I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, never, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if um, a server brings you your meal and they're like, enjoy your food. And you too. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. I mean, I love you. I'm, I'm, uh, uh. <laughs> Do you ever have that inkling to accidentally say that to somebody like when you're you're getting off the phone? I think I saw someone. I don't know if it was on TikTok somewhere. It was a story, though, of someone that had been on the phone with like a some kind of sales yeah. person or something. And then they were like, love you. Bye. I talk on the phone or on like meetings like all day. And it is something that I have to consciously think about to make sure I never say. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's just it's like business meetings. (laughs) And it's always like the first thing is like, love. I'm like, no, no, no. 
<laughs> You're just so friendly. Yes, I'm very well, friendly. Well, what's funny is you and I have a habit, instead of saying bye when we're talking on the phone or when one of us is leaving the house or whatever. Don't tell our secret. I'm just kidding. We say love yes. instead of bye. Right. Because we just always think that we would want the last word we say to each other to be love. I mean, now that I think about it, it's a little morbid. Yeah, but I mean, it's just cautionary. But also very sweet. <laughs> very sweet. Yes. We also say it throughout the day. We do. And we're both home all day. So we say love. But I could see where it would be easy to say love when you're saying bye to someone on the phone. Because yes. That's how we say bye. Yes. It is my natural reaction. Now, I've got two more HMs. All right. Let me get through them very quickly. So when Kate first throws the dodgeball, holy cow. What an arm. And we see she takes the head off of White's cardboard cutout. Yes. She's got a lot of power. I like it. We know not to underestimate. Her power. <laughs> and finally, I love the walk-in for the finals. But in particular, White flexing, right? Like, <laughs> But he does that like arm thing, like, the uh, arm uh, pump. Uh, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, but it's, it's weird, right? You got to watch it to understand it. <laughs> but I do that occasionally as I'm walking by you. I'll just... Uh, uh. <laughs> and it's in direct reference to dodgeball. And I do it two times a year, but it is in direct reference <laughs> to dodgeball. Two times a year. At least two times a year. Oh, Come on. What's funny is when you said, like, I do this sometimes when I walk by you and I'm like, I don't remember you ever doing that. And I thought you were going to say two times a week. <laughs> no, no, no. This is like two times a year. That's why it's very random. But if oh, you see me, I got to pay attention. see me do this. Uh -huh. That's the white yes. Goodman. I like it. I'm doing like that. <laughs> sorry, it's not on video. It's not a video podcast, so sorry. <laughs> Maybe someday. Least favorite moments. Yeah. <laughs> in 2004, we had not progressed beyond some things. No, we had not, right? Uh, so mine, I've only got one because you mentioned the ones that were very noticeable to me, but uh, there's fat jokes in the beginning that I don't appreciate. Yeah. Not even just the beginning, all the way through. All the way through, yeah. None of that's fun. And we were talking about, because they do the cheerleading stunt with Justin, and the Nickelodeon queen, Lori Beth Denberg, is Martha Johnstone, who plays the cheerleader there. You may know her from all that or figure it out. Shout out to her. Shout out. <laughs> also, like, I know White is supposed to be the villain, but to me, the most villainous thing he does throughout the whole movie is when he tells someone to add three pounds to the scales in the women's locker room before they go home. And I'm like, that's just the meanest thing you could ever do. I mean, <laughs> I, I think the problem is it's like they could have done that in either one because at the gym that I worked out at, guys were on that scale every day. And if you had jumped it up three pounds, I mean, it, it would have been some chaos. It goes both ways. Yes. Yeah. Also, there's some icky name calling that there is. is not good. It's it's always jarring to hear because you forget. Right. It's like a how, sign of the time. Yeah. And just like for how long that actually went on. Right. So there's that. And I cannot stand the moment when Steve, the pirate, sees Peter when Peter's pretty upset. And, you know, Steve is speaking in his pirate voice and Peter like slams him against the wall and he just says, you are not a pirate. Devastating to pirate Steve. Not a good look, Peter. No. It actually makes me tear up a little because the look on Steve's face is so devastating. It is like it's upsetting. He trusted Peter so much. Yeah. And he betrayed him. And it was so shocking because we see that Peter has been so supportive right. and encouraging to every single one of those guys. Yeah. I don't like it. No. But he does redeem himself. He does. End. 
And then I wrote down some signs of the time. You didn't have any. Oh, I forgot this part <laughs> when we took, <laughs> we took notes. It's all right. There's just a few. So this would be one of those things that people would argue if they didn't have proof that this was shot in the early 2000s, they would say when looking at Peter's house, that TV is from 1982. No way is it 2004. I love that you've tied this back into the beginning of the episode. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. But it's true, right? It because he had one of those big wood frame TVs sitting on the floor that most of us had in the 80s. Yeah. But it's proof that some people, you know, didn't move on. They didn't move on fashion wise. They didn't move on hair wise. They didn't move on technology wise. Maybe they didn't have the means exactly. to move on technology wise. And that's OK. Yes. And also he has a VCR there. He has a phone answering machine combo. Yep. And then that's when we get that message from Video Rama, which was yes. very telling of the time. And then later, Owen is telling Peter about the voicemail dating service that he's using. Voicemail dating. <laughs> Did you ever try that? Uh, no. That missed me, too. I never tried it. That makes me think of the game Dateline. Yeah. Dateline. <laughs> Girl talk. Girl talk Dateline. <laughs> but I also like when Peter says, see you later, dater. <laughs> <laughs> And then when Pete goes to visit Kate at her house for the first time, and it's just so out of nowhere, you walk in and there are unicorns everywhere. She also does not want to grow up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how she's just like, I like unicorns. <laughs> but the posters definitely reminded me of several of my friends' bedrooms. Yeah. At that time, like growing up. Not in 2004, <laughs> but much earlier. She even has this giant carousel horse turned into a unicorn. Yes. Which reminded me of Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Remember oh my that gosh. carousel horse in her bedroom? The carousel horse in the bedroom. It comes to life. It comes to life. It was terrifying. Yes. <laughs> we, we covered that, by the way, in October. We did. If you'd like to listen to it. And then this is a pepper quote, but it was of the time because he's talking about White's hair. He says, it's got to be the hair, Cotton. It's beautiful, feathered and lethal. You just don't see it nowadays. <laughs> it was very feathered. Yes. And then, <laughs> and then one of my favorite White quotes, when Amber calls to Justin from the crowd, I love you. And then Justin gets out of the game because he, he gets hit because he's distracted. And then White just goes, Joni loves Chachi. Which was dated even then. But it if was. You, if you said it now to a high school kid, they wouldn't know what you're talking about. Right. They wouldn't. But who they wrote this movie for, right. those people understood yes. still what Joni loves Chachi means. Yes. It has just been lost to the annals of time at this yep. point. Kids nowadays, I don't think they're watching Happy Days or right. Joni Loves Chachi. Yeah. And honestly, like we weren't watching that live. No, 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 no. But I watched. But we Laverne watched Shirley, the older shows. Happy yes. Days, Joni Loves Chachi. Right. So like now, if somebody said, Ross loves Rachel, do yes. you think that Gen Z would know who that Ooh. is? Ooh. I think not. I I think some of them would, probably because their parents watch Friends. <laughs> maybe, but like the lack of enthusiasm for our Friends episode makes no, no, me no. think it hasn't carried on There much. are, no, it's very split. Is it? Because there are people who hate Friends, but then there are people who the only thing they watch is Friends. Okay, okay. Do you I know just, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You get people that just get stuck on one show and it becomes their whole personality. Yeah. Like there are people like that. 
people that I know in my personal life like that, people okay. that I know from reality shows that are like that, like a bunch of those Vanderpump Rules people. Love friends. Love friends. And really? just binge it all the time. Wow. So, yeah, like it's very split. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm just saying, I don't know, though. I mean, we, sh- we should try it if we said it to one of our nieces and nephews, if they know who Ross and Rachel are. Or we could ask them, uh, does Joni love Chachi? <laughs> They'd be like, oh, I know that quote from Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's from that dodgeball movie, right? I watched that when I was like five. <laughs> <laughs> and it was old then. It was old then. <laughs> well, that's it. Yes. We haven't done one from the early 2000s in a while. We have we not. We don't do those as much, but right. we like to pepper them in occasionally. Yes, we do. It's just like Pepper Brooks and Cotton. Cotton. <laughs> All right. Till next time. See y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Ba 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 ba. <laughs> oh, he's doing the dance. She's <laughs> 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 like my dance moves. Oh, that was amazing. That kind of looked like your your white move. <laughs> no, that's this. Your uh uh. uh. <laughs> you gotta go. Look at there. Good job, Skeletor. <laughs> Look at there. <laughs> then we have some cameo appearance. Uh, appearances. Appearances. <laughs> you got good stop. What the stop? Don't oh. read my answers now. What are you doing? I mean, you can play <laughs> you do, them. You do, you do need to be more selective. Though. You're only supposed to do three and three. Now, listen, I've got one, two, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. All right, and then three. You need to be more selective. You need to be more selective. <laughs> <laughs>